whatever, right? Oh, Jesus. That is a disaster. Oh, boy, that was a oh my God. <laughs> wow, that went everywhere. It just got serious. This oh, is how yeah. every podcast starts. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that was actually fun. Bunch of greasy stuff like, oh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is cold as usual. No, it's not. It is cold. <laughs> no, it, it's it's so cold. It's chilly. Tim is in, uh, what's it called? He's a, he's a different breed. Man. Yeah, I know. I I just, no. From the north. He's, he was he was born. His DNA is <laughs> he's just more cold. capable. Or an Eskimo. <laughs> yeah, he's not actually. <laughs> might be. We're still trying to figure be. that out. Oh, my goodness. Recently and this discovered. guy used to walk to school with shorts on and t-shirt. He minus 30 goes weather. to work every day now. Fucking and flip-flops. In 15 feet of snow, though. <laughs> Uphill both, both ways. ways. <laughs> no. Our Mm-mm. school didn't get closed unless it was minus 40 for 20 Ooh. minutes. I think what? that was the rule. Okay, welcome to another episode of uh, Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, uh, my name is Elvis. Tim. Rob. I'm Brett. Awesome. And in this podcast, we just talk about modified cars because that's what we do. We're a custom shop located here in British Columbia, Canada. And uh, in this episode, I think it's going to be very interesting because uh, it, it's more of a, it's going to be kind of technical, but not really. I think it's for everyone. We're going to talking, be talking about paint versus Cerakote versus powder coat. Exactly. That. And we're going to be just, it's going to be a very comprehensive episode, I think, at least, because um, a lot of people that work on cars are, there's just a lot of questions that come, that come up with uh a lot of things with paint. I don't want to go into it right now, mm-hmm. but we're going to do that as the episode goes on. But before we get started, if you guys are watching this for the first time, like the video, give it a thumbs up on YouTube. If you're listening to it on podcasts, uh, just give it a five star rating so we can move up in the podcast rating world. Uh, can I just say uh, <laughs> thanks again to our friends in South Africa? Yes, South Africa. We love you guys. We're doing gloriously. We're highly yeah. rated right now in yes. South Africa, but so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time. Yes. Right? And uh, we moved this content, so Modify with Chick Factory Customs, it was on our main channel. And so we moved it to its own channel on YouTube. So if you guys are interested in watching it, uh, if you don't see it on our main channel, just go to Modify with Trick Factory Customs. Search that on the YouTube search bar and it'll take you to this episode. So with that said, let us just uh, dive right in. What have you guys been up to all week? Oh, man. Well, we've been doing a bunch of shop updates actually related to paint. We're putting a new paint booth in. So for me, myself, I've been pre-staging a bunch of projects that are coming up. So a lot of behind the scenes stuff and then just chasing whatever these guys need to do what they're mm-hmm. doing in the shop. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And what so, about you guys? Same, same. I mean, that's kind of the topic of the last week in a little bit, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we have all been just sort of, you know, getting, going get, very getting hard down and dirty, it. trying yeah. to trying to upgrade the shop as fast as we possibly can so we can get back to making cool. Mm-hmm. Shit. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big change in the shop and we're looking forward to getting getting through it. So we can get back, get back to, to making it. rad yeah. cars. Well, what have you been up to, Brett? Same building the paint booth. <laughs> yeah. The painter building the paint booth. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's part of the process of being a painter. Yeah. <laughs> building paint booths. Building a paint booth. If you you get to know your paint I booth. I think he's done it mm. a couple times with us. Just yeah. Second booth. Well, third. third. Booth. third oh my paint. goodness. Yeah. Actually, wow. right where we're sitting right now is actually used, used to, be to be a paint booth. No way. That's right. That's what? Right. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Yep. Evolution. Evolution. That's right. right. That's awesome. So um, as we're getting started, just tell us about yourself because this is your first time on this podcast. Yeah, that is, that is true. Um, Brett, I'm the body paint tech. I do all the paint work. Wow. Yeah, seven consistent years. And then before, though, we I've known these guys for a very long time, probably well, 15 years now, I think, close. Yeah. Oh, my close God. We've been pals for a while. As the detail guys. Oh. Yeah, we just used to come by all the time when we were young kids and detail all the fancy cars. Yeah. And, Maybe some of the bikes too, and mm-hmm. stuff like that when we were young. And I tried to work for them for a little bit. That didn't really work out when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got fired. Oh shit! Wow, I kind of got fired. Let's say we let him go, uh, so, we could, okay. so we could grow and evolve mm. and become the man that he is now. Wow. Yeah, no, so but I guess I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this kind of. I've been involved with cars since I was probably. 
14, 13, 14 years old. Okay. Yeah, so most of my life. Sweet. And then, like, like, deep in your DNA, I'd say. Yeah, it's really deep in my DNA. What kinds of cars are you? Are you more, like... um, More muscle car guy. But I I appreciate absolutely everything. Mm. That's awesome. No, no, I appreciate no he wasn't here for the stand. Oh, he doesn't appreciate stands. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay so no, I appreciate Mercedes, BMW. Mm. Okay, like, no, no, I'm not about those stance cars. Those stance mm. cars yeah. suck. Yeah. No, no. Oh, depends. Ooh. I mean, the audience Man. might not like that. I don't know. strong opinion. That's all right. I know, right? You're entitled. Yeah, I, I have a very strong opinion on Ooh, that. Maybe we'll do a I, I part two. Form and function, not dragging the whole bottom. Yeah. The frame, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Oh, that one went well. We had went well, yeah, yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of response to that podcast. There was one. I'm gonna. He talking about chasing clout, so I'm mm. gonna give him a little bit of clout. Oh my gosh! And there's only one guy that was like he was die hard stance yep. man. Mm-hmm. He was ready to go to war. It went on for days. <laughs> I was excited. Just back and forth and back. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see uh, that, you can head over to our Instagram. Uh, account and you can follow the post that we made on the youtube video and you can see the whole argument there because it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah and it was me not elvis yeah no yeah i know <laughs> i'll take credit for that one he's a he's a nice guy and it's like oh man this guy's super nice oh shit he's a real yeah, it's dick like right here a double <laughs> <laughs> dual personality Multiple, yeah personality yeah. Yeah, yeah so that was the last podcast that we did so if anybody yeah. out there wa- you know listening or watching this you never watched that one you should you should check, that check it out it's pretty yeah. fun it's pretty we fun. had a good time yeah awesome so with that said we're just gonna dive right in uh and so before we dive into the differences between all of them paint and cerakote and powder coat let's just go ahead and just define them and it's so cool we have you here today so you because you are the the chief painter yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I do all that stuff. Yeah. I'm hands on with it, so, mm-hmm. and I've had to understand each aspect of it in its own way. Mm. I'm not big on the powder coat side because I haven't really done a lot of it, but okay. uh, yeah, I mean, Cerakote's an amazing product, hands down. We use a lot of it here on motorcycles, cars, everything. You can paint absolutely almost anything with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, paint is obviously, you know, for. So what's I mean, the significance of Cerakote? Yeah. The significance of Cerakote. I mean, there's so many aspects to it. The thinness, like the the, the mill thickness of the product alone mm-hmm. is super thin. It's like crazy thin. Crazy thin. When I, you say mill thickness, what yeah. does that mean? Like mill thickness. The actual paint thickness that it creates by applying it. Okay. Yeah. So generally paint jobs are rated in like mill thicknesses. Oh. So there's like a sweet spot you want to shoot for for the longest longevity. Because if you go too thick, mm-hmm. you're going to have problems. You go too thin, you don't have enough coverage. That's so, the, but the significance of Cerakote <clears throat> is you can use it. It's so thin that it was originally developed for firearms. So the tolerances oh. are super tight. And then it crossed over into the stuff that we do and we use it for everything. Yeah. Cause it's got very good heat tolerances and. You could basically do turbo housings with it and quench oh, it. Oh, so we can take and like what's you know, like the, the temperature, what's like the maximum temperature yeah, that I can I get think, to. I think some of it, I mean, some of it yes. I've seen goes up upwards of 2000 degrees. Oh, wow. You know, like yeah. that's that's hot. That's hot AF. Mm-hmm. And you could take it from 2000 degrees and quench it into cold water and it'll look exactly the same before and after. Wow, that's like, cool. It's pretty legit. Without flaking or peeling. Yeah. Or, mm. So yeah. it's like in in that respect, Cerakote, you know, props to you guys for developing that. That's it's an amazing product. We love it. I absolutely love Cerakote. Yeah. I, I've Cerakoted. I, this guy I would Cerakote everything. I, I literally would Cerakote <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, for real. For real. Like sometimes you get like no man you can't cerakote that that's not what we're going for but i've actually oh, on, done it on my own projects like my own motorcycle mm-hmm. i've ser- took it apart and fully cerakoted everything that i that, could it looked awesome by the way and it yeah. turned out pretty cool and then even my truck project alone like yeah. that as well i've cerakoted almost every inch of that truck has a piece of circle here and right there i mean you're the thing, whole so. engine of your of your the whole your engine uh, exhaust system headers fuel cell it's uh, beautiful wow my interior so, parts oh my steering God. wheel column so you would cerakote instead of painting like because some people might not know what cerakote is in general so it's what ceramic c- ceramic coating right yeah, that's right yeah, yeah but it's not it's definitely different than the original version of what people associate ceramic coating to okay mm-hmm. the original version was like a heat coating but it was like 
the chrome stuff yeah it was like, like silver a, and then if you took it outside of its heat range it discolored yeah, and you ended up like blotchiness a, a and, flat tone to and it if you were to drive through a puddle while it was heated it would you'd end up with water spots that you could never get oh. off and where cerakote is like chemical resistant chemical resistant yeah. it's oh, super thin so you don't get like that weird candy shell like mm -hmm. blown out like the reason i like it so much myself personally is because we do a lot of machined parts and okay. you don't lose any of the detail. Yeah, you don't lose any cool. of the sharpness. Yeah, it turns out really nice. Whereas if wheels. you powder coat something, it looks like an M&M when you're done. Like <laughs> and it, it has, <laughs> no, real. Like it's like, it has, it blows out all the hard edges. Yeah. I mean, powder coat, that's the, that's the one thing about powder coat. I mean, it has its place, but it, you lose all the detail work. That's I mean, interesting. You put a lot of effort into these there. things. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? I didn't even know there was a difference between powder coat or Cerakote. I honestly thought they yeah. were the same because yeah, like I just never knew. Powder until coat it was, is super thick. So, and like if it's something that you have to take apart and put together mm -hmm. multiple times in a build or throughout the build after you've built it and you're mm -hmm. tuning and this and that, like I've experienced it myself personally on my truck, having to readjust valves and having to, oh, okay. uh, I have an exhaust leak, so I have to take my header out and fix that and f see what's going on. And yeah, just yeah. multiple mm. things. Like I did all yeah. my V-band clamps. I've Cerakoted them and I've taken wow. them apart multiple times and they still look exactly the same as they did when I first Cerakoted them. And I've probably had them apart three, four times now. Wow. And Just, so well, like for, for powder coat, what is, uh, how does it go on compared to Cerakote? Because I think that is also a totally big difference process. between Completely both yeah. and paint. So too. like powder coat is, it's like electrostatic. So you charge the part negatively, the powder positively. So it makes it really good for really easy to coat because it's hard. You can't really get runs. Technically, you can you if, you're too too much. Much. if you put yeah. way too much. Yeah. But I mean, you got to go really far out of your way yeah. to do mm -hmm. it. And so it's like there's not a lot of waste mm -hmm. because it's literally they're just matching particles almost. Okay. And then you bake it and it melts and flows out. Like you literally bake it? Product as well. Oh, it's way, yeah, way cheaper. It. Oh, it's so shoot. much faster. Okay. It's cheaper so than paint. I wouldn't and it's, say it's faster. I mean, it's faster turnaround time because you have that capability of putting it in the oven as soon as it comes out and it cools. You basically yeah, gratification whatever you want you're with done. it. Yeah. So, but I mean, with Cerakote, where it's like if you Cerakote something, you have to wait. I think it's like seventy-two hours of until it's fully cured. Okay. I believe for no. most, in, most in seventy-two in hours to handle and a week for it to be for fully full cured. cured wow. into service. Yeah. So it's almost like so it's paint compared to paint. What's the wait time for? like a standard paint job. I mean, paint job, you can get it out the next day. I mean, depending if you have a bake cycle or anything else, it all depends on the temperatures and, you know, again, bake cycle. If you have a bake cycle, you could probably get it out at the end of the day within like probably two, three hours of finishing your last coat of clear. You could probably mm. get it out. Well, that's interesting. So, yeah. But Cerakote to me, I feel like is so easy. Like, I don't know what it is with that product. For most part, most of the Cerakotes that we have used have been amazing application. Hmm. Uh, the way they work is just incredible. It's flawless. So does, does it just go on like regular paint then? No, it's... No, it's, it's, there's definitely... He's kind of under... He's gotten really good at it. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people yeah. struggle with it, but yeah. we have a well, very specific okay. process yeah. that we do that brings... it. Our results are always really good. So, so I guess that's just me being a painter. Mm. Me being a, like an automotive painter doing all the different processes of paint, like uh, priming and epoxies, yep. and base coats, single stages, and all these different products. Like it's very tedious and very time consuming. And if you skip one step, it can go sideways real mm. quick. With Cerakote, if you stick to the program, what I've come to realize being, a, I guess, a good at painting over the years of painting. Yeah. I've come to realize that Cerakote is just, I, I have really good luck with it and it turns out really well. I just really love using the product. Mm -hmm. It's a super consistent product. Yeah. Okay. If you stick to the steps and you're methodical about it, it mm -hmm. works every single time. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So whereas a lot of these like older traditional painters, they're like mad scientists. Like they're mixing <laughs> and matching, doing all stuff. kind yeah, of yeah, wild yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's yeah. like half the time it's good. The other half is a complete nightmare. Mm. Whereas Cerakote is like, we can dial steps. it in like if you do the steps we know exactly how long it's going to take oh wow okay so if it's like we don't have time to complete those steps then it's not going to be done we can't oh. cheat it in any way oh wow so it's like we know it's going to take from start to finish say four hours mm -hmm. so we know if we have time to do it i think that's what i like about the product 
it's like no there's no guesswork with it yeah it's like you just like it took some time to learn because like even when we first started i was really nervous to use it yeah. and tim wanted to really get into it and i was like oh, i don't know man like i don't know about this product this seems, and i can imagine you saying that <laughs> like, because it's always like with i guess with previous things it's like always trying to learn new stuff yeah it, it it's always usually a headache you know what i mean it's like oh like that didn't work out and we have to start all over and like most of the time with paint work is is expensive to start over mm -hmm. it's not cheap so with the Cerakote though even we've had mistakes and it was a long learning curve to figure out a process and how we should do it in our environment and with what we have in our equipment uh but yeah in the end it just turns out it's it's pretty awesome mm. I, I love that's cool. i'll Cerakote everything <laughs> <laughs> the level of success that we have with Cerakote is i've actually had other shops and people reach out really to ask us wow and secrets. generally what it comes to is just the level of preparation mm -hmm. like we i was going to ask about we it. take it one step further yeah. than pretty much everybody else so what does the prep usually look like surprisingly enough it's like well we use acetone a lot to pre-clean it Okay. We have the luxury of being able to pre-bake a lot of stuff because <coughs> we have our own powder coat oven in-house. Mm -hmm. So we can like bake it, like bring it up to temperature. It'll sweat any oils out. So you got one more opportunity to rinse it with acetone. Yeah. Yeah. And then generally what you start with is Blue Dawn, which is recommended by the manufacturer. Dawn, like washing Dawn dish soap. Dish soap. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so you get it like a red scotch spray. It's oh, like an amazing shoot. prepping tool. Yeah. So what? you get it as good as you can with Very that. Degree, and then sir. we'll do a pre-bake sweat any other oils out rinse it with acetone and then yeah sorry i skipped the blasting cabinet first you blast everything okay scrub it the shit out of it blast it bake it any residual oils that sweat out of it we rinse with acetone and then we can get into cerakote yeah another thing with the cerakote too is also preparing yourself in the event like in the event where it's like a used part mm -hmm. a used yeah. engine part yeah, yeah so you you've you know the, the thing has had oil cycles and it's had black soot in like exact uh, for example like headers yeah. and stuff like that because we did a set of headers i remember when we first started and we put them in the bake oven and we had them hanging with the the bottom of the main flange down okay. in the oven and we had it in there for, i think it was at what temperature like 210 degrees, degrees something like that for about 45 minutes mm. and when we opened the and these the were booth, clean and blasted and they looked amazing but the, what happened was, is all the, the, the oils from inside the header oh, actually dipped, dripped. dripped out onto the floor of our powder coat oven. Wow. And it was actually quite an eye opener. That's, yeah. you know, it's just how much is, is hid, it hidden clean. in there that you mm. don't really see. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I mean, the significance of like, you know, procedure is based on like that what the part is yeah. mm -hmm. like a brand new off a CNC milling machine part, you know, a, a billet piece of aluminum is not going to require the same clean. level of pre-bake right. and mm -hmm. preparation that say a used set of headers is yeah. right like it's especially an entirely like, different animal especially different crevices oh. and stuff like that if it's a piece that you can see every little aspect of it yeah. you don't have to worry so much but if there's a piece where it has little hidden little pockets or like like a header for example where the collector is you have that one little spot where you have a huge potential for failure mm -hmm. if it's a used part and it's i think a lot of it's been our own trial and error big yeah. time because big you time. can have a part that's bolted together and the seam is almost non-existent and stuff will still, still sweat yeah. out of it. oh yeah and you'll yeah. end up with fish eyes along that oh. seam yeah. oh so that's what causes fish eyes is the oil <coughs> coming out oh. through the product yeah. that's it because i've seen you uh rob whenever i forgot what you were going mm -hmm. working on but you used a blowtorch to yeah. heat up a piece yeah. of metal before yeah. working on it. Yeah, see, and that's just, and I was actually gonna actually mention that is like time of year, like here in Canada, like we're like very, very distinctly different seasons, right? Like right now it's cold. So <laughs> yeah. every piece of metal and everything in our shop, if it's gonna have a surface finish put onto it, we need to like, you gotta sweat the material to mm. get all the moisture out of it because that's all within, right? You do that, you do that first, you get it all clean. And then you're ready to go, right? But mm -hmm. I mean, in the summertime, that's not not as necessary, right? So, yeah. what what the what the what the part originally was, what time of year it is. I mean, these are all part of the program. Also, as I, to how you prepare it. Mm -hmm. I would also say what the part is is yeah. a big part. Like if it's a, a part of an exhaust system or an engine, yeah. Yeah. something sure. that's got real real temperatures. You would probably want to spend more time in the prep department. Yeah. Interesting. Cast this, versus billet. Yeah. 
you know, all these things. Like Versus so sheet much, metal. like yeah. cast mm. material has, you, you, it's unbelievable just what's inside that yeah. cast. Oh, wow. It's actually, it's actually yeah. crazy. Every like time as soon we as do you it, heat it up, it just all kinds yeah. of, all kinds Ooh, of shit out. just starts mm. oozing out. <laughs> it's crazy. Sounds like the pimple, the pimples that Ew. you guys were watching yesterday. Uh, man, oh, just losing out. That's, I don't even want to visualize that. Man, no, dude, that was gross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's very interesting. So, like, just talk to us about paint because I'm also learning these things too because I had no idea of any of this stuff before I became a part of the sh uh, the shop or the team. Um, and so, about paint, what kind of stuff do you have to? do to ensure like a good paint job and it's probably a broad like a, there's a oh, lot there's but just so give I, me give me like the highlights because i'm sure yeah. you guys too have the cold notes yeah so just you guys points. can give me all the highlights i think like using like say that mgb we just finished the mgb gt okay yeah. i feel like that would be a prime example the car came in was supposed to be the customer wanted like a scuff and shoot okay what's know, what is that a scuff and shoot would essentially just be sanded out fix little repairs and then paint. But when you see like a previous old paint job, mm. you always have to like dig into it because what I've come to see, we've all done it a million times is like, you'll see tiny little defects in the paint, mm -hmm. which it always comes from the, the ground up in yeah, like from sheet, up, sheet metal. I mean, from the sheet okay. metal up to the top of the paint. And you always have to keep that in mind and like consider what is underneath Hmm. That is what I always, and we, what we've always come to do is we always strip the cars. Okay. Start from scratch, get down to bare metal and, and build your paint job from bare metal up. Wow. With our new modern products. So we don't really do scuff and shoots. Hmm. Like we always try, but it's never it worked. It never works. It never oh, works. okay. Because everyone tells you like, oh no, it's a solid paint job. Everything's <laughs> great. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. And if that's the case, then yeah, maybe we can get away with scuff and shooting it, but We've never had wow. One, Unless it's like one. a yeah, newer car. Okay. If it was a new car, you were doing like a yeah. color change or just scuff a refresh, then you might get away with a scuff and shoot. Mm -hmm. But our biggest problem is our customers. Like we're not doing production stuff. So like yeah. a Honda Civic, at any general body shop, it's could change hands five times in five years. <laughs> so true. like you're never getting back yep, to the beginning. The Whereas like the stuff that we have, some of these people have these cars for decades. Well, yeah. every car we've Lifetime, ever built right? still comes to us. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we, we, we got cars that are 20 yeah. years old. So yeah. we have to do our due diligence because it's coming back. Like it's almost like built-in lifetime warranty. Yeah. <laughs> well, another example would be actually uh, Al's 55. Right. 55 Al's 55 came Bel -Air? to us. It's a 55 Bel Air, the blue and white one. Mm -hmm. uh, that car came in and it had been done. Ready by some, for paint. Yeah. Ready for yeah. paint. Yeah. From ready a, for a paint. Back primer. Primer. From a backyard guy. And okay. it had an epoxy on it. And I'm pretty sure it was like a, a PPG DP epoxy, mm -hmm. which is a pretty common product used in the industry. Okay. And it's a really good product. But what these people had done is literally just epoxied over the original paint from 55 oh. without even sanding the car. <laughs> without sanding? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. looked, and it was all in one one solid color. And we we started oh, looking at it, no. and we're assessing the job. And I, I'm looking at something. I saw some tape on the thing, so I was just trying to razor blade the tape off the car. Yep. Just to kind of just get an idea as to what it was. All of a sudden, it just I'm gonna guess it came off. All the epoxy <laughs> oh, started coming off the car, and I'm like, oh, this is not, oh and my yeah, god! Yeah, very big razor blade it off. Oh, so that's bad. We, we eventually took the body off the car, and I think we had it sent out Wins. for blasting, and we started oh. all over from ground up. Like, got the car back from epoxy right into the booth, or from sandblasting right into the booth. Got it into epoxy, yeah. and then we started our metal work. Mm. Like, because that's, in our opinion, that's the way a proper way of approaching a. Well, a ground up. You see, and we if we if we approach it that way, then we can sleep well at night, and we knowing don't that think. it's going to be good. You don't have to think. You know, and if you we do can, it that we way, we can stand by yeah. our finished product. Yeah. Then you have recourse too. Like if a product fails and you followed all the steps, mm -hmm. we can go back. I see we've never had a mean. lot of success with it, but <laughs> yeah. at least you'll get the product replaced. Like if something yeah. happens, mm -hmm. but. Wow. Yeah, because we've had product failures. We've as had well. product failures. Yeah, and that happens. was just bad. Does that happen judge. often? That was just, uh, you know, like somebody pushing a new product yeah. and mm. us not, uh, honestly, me being like, ah, oh, you know what, let's try it out. And then it doesn't work. It's out. good to try but, it out, but though. But the thing like, is, is that you have to her. do it, right? Yeah. That's how because you found like, Cerakote, for example. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, but that's probably part of his apprehension <clears throat> originally with Cerakote mm. is because we do get 
salesmen in here and they always got the latest and greatest mm. thing and you it's the same as this and like you can't really trust them because yeah. they're playing with margins so yeah. they might get you know 20 percent commission percent, off yeah. this product and only seven off of that one so it's like it's hard to trust them because we yeah. have tried things that are supposed to be better and we're not always straight we're not trying to chase the cheapest stuff we just want the best stuff mm -hmm. yeah and they're like oh yeah this is like this this is like this and then we got bit on a dodge mega cap like literally couldn't pick a bigger vehicle and we had primer sink on us and we ended up having to respray the whole truck because we were told primer that, sink i'm not going to say name brands but we use ppg products because okay. ppg products are honestly in my opinion one of the best mm -hmm. and they've been proven and we've done it multiple times and it always works out when manufacturers use them yeah you know? it's yeah so OEM spec yeah. like whatever but we were told that this product that we were using was mm -hmm. exactly the same product and came from the same drum and it's just relabeled and mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know man it kind of seems weird why would they do that yeah yeah, yeah. and i you know i went against my better judgment and we just went with it and it oh, sure no. enough it failed but like again it, it's an expensive fail but at the same time you big time learn from those mega fails yeah. Yeah. and like you'll never make that mistake again and if you do then you're foolish yeah yeah <laughs> you know so that is literally what defines a fool. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you said primer sink. What is primer sink? When it shrinks and you start to see the Bondo scratches or bodywork oh. scratches. I like saying Bondo, but bodywork. Yeah. You can see like, and it starts to ring and it shrinks and it's it's really not a pleasant. Then you get what's it. called islands. <laughs> All these words. Yeah. yeah. Because if you have a repair from like a little bit of a... <laughs> you know, a ripple or a ding, and it's mm -hmm. usually round and you feather it out. Yes. So then if you have shrinkage in your product, mm -hmm. then it creates, you can see it in the paint. It looks like an island. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Good and a lot of times it's from that multiple <laughs> from, times. You're like, oh. Yeah, my Dotson has some of those. That. <laughs> has a lot of those. Oh, we got an interruption. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, look who it is. Yeah. What were okay. we talking about? What were we talking? We were oh, talking bad about product. Yes, uh, bad product. shrinkage and islands. Yes, this. island boys. Island <laughs> boys. There's a lot of island boys in this city. Island boys here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's not a lot. Oh uh, my god. They come in, we chase them out. Mm, so, what are some uh, speaking of islands and shrinkage and all of that? What are some other things that show up in like a paint job that is not good? And ways to prevent those things. Ooh. Blistering, fish eyes. What are what those? Else? What are those things Runs. you just said? Well, blistering is usually contamination or overuse of a product, like Tim was saying before, with mill thickness. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get blistering with uh, excessive use okay. or excessive amount of mill thickness. You can get blistering and delamination. Mm -hmm. Bad body work. Bad body work. Bad, that's well, one. more bad metal work. Like if you have a pinhole and it comes through the back of a panel, it'll create a blister. Oh, really? Because you're getting yeah, moisture absolutely. in from the yeah. back side. That's, that's, yeah. oh. that's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. That's usually where blisters come from is yeah. or trapped product. Mm. Like poorly mixed Bondo, you might have like a soft spot and yeah. it'll eventually turn it's into true. a blister. Oh. Mm -hmm. But yeah. can like rusting from the bottom cause a blister then? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's generally bad metal work or mm -hmm. poorly being, being that, poorly sealed from the backside. Yeah. Another thing that you want to make sure of is that you have your metal should always be sealed from both sides, like the, the best ability, like with epoxy. There's a lot of places on the car where you can't access to get epoxy into, but there is a lot of techniques and products out there that you can get now that can prevent those hard to get to areas from oh. corrosion. So for like inside a frame reel, for example, like mm -hmm. what would you or put inside that if you're like welding or maybe shortening a, fr a, ch a frame or something? Like They make different corrosion products for it. Okay. Like yeah, essentially like you drill a hole and then you'll fill a, feed a tube into it mm. and then spray it and pull it out. It's like spray wax. Cavity wax. Okay. Wax. Some people use foam inside things like that yeah. too. Mm -hmm. I think they actually, I'm not 100% on this, but I think I heard something about a, like a type of epoxy that's kind of similar to the spray wax with the okay. wand. Yep. Yeah. But I think there's an issue with it. I was talking to someone about that. It, you can't apply it in a manner where you know that it's at the proper mill thickness. Because mm -hmm. if you put it on too heavy, it doesn't actually do what it's supposed to do and it will just let itself go and release. Because if you put it on too heavy, what generally happens is it'll shrink. 
because okay. it has so much solvent in it, and then yeah. that will delaminate from whatever you attach it. Oh, to. and then it just won't because do it gets like a surface tension mm. because it's so thick. So then that's when it shrinks and then pulls <laughs> up and then delaminates. Anybody that's actually painted something, like any painter, would know. Like you know, you you have a little leftover product in a PPS cup, and PPS cup is like essentially the new mix like the top of the gun back in the day they used to be aluminum cups mm -hmm. but now it's a new modern product I don't it's know, like a disposable most, paint cup. a disposable mm -hmm. paint cup essentially mm -hmm. and if you have a leftover product in the bottom of it and you let it sit there for about a week you'll see how much it will actually shrink and that's mainly with epoxies and 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 uh high build uh primers yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and you'll see at the amount that it shrinks interesting it's pretty it's pretty insane it is it blows my mind that there are all these things in painting because a lot of times you just see paint and you're like, oh, you just, it's, yeah, it's just easy. You yeah. just Something do it. very overlooked. It's, yeah. It, there's so, I feel like there's so much science that goes into it. And yep. I feel like it gets taken lightly a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, and most definitely, right? Chemistry yeah. is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. I think mostly it's based on its service life. What does that so mean? So a lot of the people that, overlook a lot of this stuff it's like they want it to last like a year mm. and their car be all one color and if they get a year or two years out of it, it's totally fine oh, okay. whereas us as a business we're in a much different position like we're you know they could come back in five years and if they've paid a lot of money rightfully so they should be able Absolutely. to come back in five years mm -hmm. so it's like that's kind of the the disconnect if you spray it in your driveway you already know <laughs> that it's probably not going to last that long no. and you're going to live with it. Yes. Yeah. But if I spray your car in the driveway and you're under the impression that I've done all the stuff and mm. your paint starts peeling off, yeah. then you got problems. Yeah. And I think mm. another thing that you had taught me was the aspect of us living where we live. Okay. We have all of the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Literally all of and it. And I think that like the customers here want to drive their stuff as much as they can mm -hmm. yeah and like down in this you know in certain states down in the u.s where it's super warm super dry and you have all those different things is like you can kind of get away with certain things yeah where you don't have to worry about corrosion protection you don't have to worry about all these different aspects of what we do so for us we have to constantly keep in mind oem spec and oem procedures and all those different things that like big manufacturers would apply in the car at new. Mm -hmm. We have to think of that now when we're also building the car today. Oh, okay. So, you know, we're trying to bring in modern technology into a lot of older cars mm -hmm. that may not have that, you know, so it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. So I was true. just listening to a conversation on Rosa shops, actual oh, okay. podcast, and they commented on that exact thing. So they're bringing cars in from like, they do all this Survivor Series stuff. Like, okay. it's pretty amazing. But they brought cars from, like, say, California. Uh -huh. And the car looks mint. It's painted 20 years ago. Looks tremendous. Then they get into it, and the thing's got an inch of Bondo. <laughs> but no blisters, no cracks, yep. no nothing. Whereas in their environment, which is probably a little bit more aggressive than ours is here, but where, where they really? have all four seasons, it gets super cold in wintertime, they get the snow, they get all the stuff. They struggle with like even the most finite little things. And it's like, oh man, we get like literally nothing and we got a blister or oh. we got a blemish or we got this thing where he's like, whereas this car comes from California, the bondo's an inch thick. They painted it 30 years ago <laughs> yeah. and it looks like a million bucks. Yeah. And he's like, then you bring it out here and it lasts one season and yeah. the fucking body yeah, is falling it's, it's off and everything's cracking. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't, it almost doesn't rain in California. And like, at least where I was, I was, I lived in LA for like four years. And I think it only rained for like maybe a week or two out of the whole year. And so, that's crazy. yeah, it, it I'd blows. say the bulk of those content creators that are putting that stuff out there mm. are from California. Yeah. So they don't struggle yep. with the same thing no. as us. Yeah. And also, like, another thing is it's not just moisture. Moisture is a big problem, but it's also the temperatures. Temperature. So, like, you get a yeah. temperature. You know, we get days here that are, like, you know, a hot day would be 35 degrees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you go up to the Okanagan... You know, we can get days that are 40, 41 degrees. Yeah. So if you have a car sitting in the sun at 41 degrees. I mean, Celsius. And then in the, Celsius. Yeah. Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the wintertime, it goes down to minus 10. You're getting like the most ultimate fluctuation yeah. of temperatures. That doesn't where sound good. All That's the products that you use are working their hardest. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maintain what they look like. Yeah. Yes. So, And we have humidity here too. Mm. Yeah. 
Whereas California, Arizona, dry. Right. 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 So they don't yeah. like here in a single day, like especially right now, we can go from minus one to plus 15 in the same day. <laughs> yeah. So you walk out to your car, you got condensation. Mm-hmm. So there's still water being applied to it, even though it's not raining. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and then that's not just happening on the outside of the it's car. Happening it's happening on the inside yeah. the car oh. too. And that's where you end up starting to have problems. So you can't skip over that stuff. Like we get hot rods in here all the time that are California cars and they have no roofs, no windows. Like we couldn't do that here. Yeah. No way. You go out in the morning, 25 degrees, beautiful sunny day, and it'll piss rain yeah. in the afternoon. Well, Bill's, uh, Bill's, uh, oh, was that 41? Yeah, 41. Yeah. 41 Ford. That car has absolutely no windows on the doors. That blew my mind yeah. when I saw it. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and, it's yeah, and that Vancouver was a California car. No, it was a oh, California, it's a California car. car. Originally That's, came from California. That explains it. And they just okay. They just capped the oh. windows op- openings with sheet metal, bonded it, <laughs> and it literally lasted thirty years. And then yeah. they brought it up here, and he starts driving it here, and it all started yeah, cracking. All cracking. And yeah, wow. That's a, that that car would actually be a prime example of that. Mm. And it was built in like '84 and came from California. That's yeah, because that's perfect. a that's a that's a fairly well known car, I think, or something in the hot rod world. Or oh, something. interesting. Yeah, I did not know that people usually in the hot rod world, at least back then, like they uh, removed their windows and all of that. It was that that California. I was so surprised by that. It's just custom, right? It's yeah, like, super cool. Like even like shaved cool. door handles. I wish I didn't need windows. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know? but I don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I think need that's windows. legal. <laughs> Like we spend so much time talking people out of that stuff. Mm. Like we have yeah. cars and because they're all trying to emulate builds that they see on from TV. there. So um, then they're like, oh, yeah. should we get rid of the windshield wipers? You're like, no. <laughs> Defrost, vents, all this know. kind of stuff. You're like, no, man. You There's a reason that they're there. <laughs> I forgot to lock my truck one time and they stole all my stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I need windows. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so interesting. I feel like, like there's so many things that we've talked about and there's still a lot of things that we can't talk about so do you guys have any more uh, extra he's got to break down well we the haven't layers, talked about the layers of a paint job and why it costs so much oh yes we oh can't get that, away from actually that. that's also, very interesting and also we need to also sort of mention sort of like how powder coat fits into this too oh i we guess we haven't even, we haven't talked, even about talked about this yeah yet. so why does my paint job cost so much I feel like that's a question. That is, like, just uh, break down our process and the layers that go yeah. into one yeah. of our paint jobs. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was saying before, we brought in that one car and, you know, we assessed it and we looked at it and we decided that it wasn't easy enough to just kind of repair the small little areas because there was so many of them. So we have to strip it down to bare metal. Mm-hmm. So that's where we start from ground up. And now with today's modern cars, the way that they're done from the factory is the sheet metal is epoxied from the ground. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's where you normally start. That's your starting off process. But the car has to go out, fully strip it down, get it sandblasted, get it back in, get it into epoxy so the car can't rust. So from there, the metal is protected from rusting and the car will not corrode. We get inside, outside, all the crevices and everything. Then what we do is we approach metalwork at that point so most cars that come in that we do strip that are older we end up finding corrosion mm-hmm. and and rust and stuff like that that we have to attack we have to get rid of it we'll take it all apart cut it get into the inside corrosion protection the inside as well put the new panels in weld them in and then go on about it and epoxy it from there on up mm-hmm. then we have to start the bodywork stage but normally you'll assemble the whole car in metal in epoxy gap the car make sure the panels all fit properly mm. most of them don't <laughs> like old cars so especially back then, older cars old cars yeah. are, are are absolutely the worst yeah for yeah tolerances you, in those times were no. not what they are today. <laughs> huge, yeah. huge. Most right. customers, that's, a, that's a big disconnect want big. their old car to fit like their new car but if you nope. re, like we have all the manuals here and if you look at the tolerances for what a car was like a quarter inch gap was acceptable. <laughs> Three eighths. A quarter inch gap. Yeah, a quarter inch. Oh my gosh, like Tesla gapping. Yeah, it's yeah. You know what's actually crazy is that Aston Martin was a DB7 that we did. DB5. DB5, DB4. sorry. Or DB4. Yeah, I just went down the whole thing. And that was a real DB4. <laughs> yep. I have so much appreciation for that car. Really? Because that car had very minimal adjustment in it. Oh. And the panel gaps were absolutely just 
crazy tight on that car. That's yeah. pretty awesome. In comparison yeah, to even a new car, wow. yeah. they were tight. Yeah. I guess that's what you pay for, though. Yeah, but those but ones are tight. To that like, car was impressive. Like, yeah, paint it thickness. was. Oh my gosh. That like, car was, was impressive. No wow. Like if you put the paint on too thick, it would hit. That was a challenge. <laughs> that car was a big challenge. That's but that's like, that's a hand, like that car is unique in the fact that they built a chassis and then they attached the body panels to the chassis. Mm. So you can't take a fender off. Like they would apply the roof, quarters, fenders, and then they welded them all together and swaged them over the chassis mm -hmm. and then built the car. So oh. we couldn't take it apart. It was essentially oh. like <laughs> like the first version of a unibody Uni almost. Yeah, yeah it really was. Okay, that's pretty But sick. like the hood specifically on that car, like the way it hinges and the way it passed is like we're talking like less than a 16th of an that was inch. A very, oh. yeah. It was a huge challenge to get that thing to wow. fit right. Like if we put two more coats of clear on it, it would erupt. Just cover yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, so crazy. I mean that that gets us into <clears throat> panel gapping, mm -hmm. right? So we'll panel gap a whole car in metal without bodywork. Yep. Panel gap the car, and then if we have to make adjustments, we'll make adjustments to that point because there's no point in going forward with bodywork mm -hmm. until the panels are fitting proper. Mm -hmm. That's that requires bending, that requires tweaking, yep. you know, uh, cutting, welding, cutting and welding. And sometimes it gets radical. Yeah. Sometimes it can get real extreme, and you can spend two weeks on just panel fitment yeah. mm -hmm. easily two weeks though. you know and then you know that adds up real fast but then you get into the past that stage then you get in the body work and i don't know if anybody has sanded stuff before oh my gosh but sanding it sucks sucks it's very it's very labor intensive and it takes a long time to do yeah, yeah. i and feel uh, before sorry for interrupting you before you continue of course talking about sanding yep. like it might look easy from afar, but I haven't even done too much of it. But I know when I was working on my Datsun, I sanded for almost three weeks straight. I was just trying to make it at least not as terrible, not as terrible as, and it was still bad. I just got tired of sanding. My hands hurt. Like I was mad at everything it's and I just process. quit. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm just going to paint it <laughs> and it's fine. Now I regret it, it's but a process. it is a process it's 100 percent a process and it's there, almost an art form honestly it it truly is. It, it is but there's also a lot of techniques that can cut and shave a lot of time off that whole i already know thing. all the mistakes you made <laughs> like we could have cut your time by probably two-thirds with just a couple of simple tricks okay 100 you know, there's there's okay. like there's techniques where you can uh, apply a coat of bondo mm. and then you can use like a they call it a cheese grater which is essentially looks like a cheese grater. Mm. And before it fully cures, you can rough shape that oh, and you can get it into, off. you can oh. get it into a shape where the shape is 80% there. So you don't have to do like the little, so you're, you oh never, so you let it get wait. rock hard yeah. when you're out there <laughs> no, sanding, like days. just making yeah. dust. <laughs> and the nice thing about doing it the, in oh. that particular technique is you can remove 90% of the bulk and it's straight not, it's not flying all over the wow. shop yeah. yeah makes half the mess yeah. and you can also use a really coarse paper like a 40 grit and just that's what we normally do we don't use the cheese grater because we don't really apply that much bondo yeah, that's like an old school technique mm. uh the, che the cheese grater is a very old school technique and you're literally shaving but off time because you're grading you're grading yeah. off time yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. but uh yeah like so you'll use certain techniques to try yeah. to speed up the process 100 mm. percent but uh it just takes time, no matter what aspect and what way you approach it, it, it so will time. take time because you have to like with the industry we're in is like finish like fine sandpapers. Now, back in the day, they used to finish really coarse and it, you know, shave a lot of time. But now it's like 240 or 320, mm. you know, 240 mainly for final bodywork. Oh, really? That's what yeah. I want to finish at. Well, I mean, you have less chance of failure down the road. OK, but you also have to think of uh, Adhesion. Adhesion is another problem. So adhesion that's also what? adhesion of primers to your body fillers. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if you go too fine, you'll end up with delamination. It's so almost like, like a mechanical. Okay. It makes mechanical like a mechanical adhesion. Mechanical adhesion yeah. 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 So mechanical adhesion works in conjunction with the chemical adhesion. And Brett can elaborate a lot more on that. So your body works finished in 240 grit. Then you apply your, your primers, your your high build primers or high build primers to fill fill in the bodywork and then you're going to block sand that out make sure you know with guide coats and stuff like that yeah. 
and you're going to make sure that that panel is straight. And if it needs any adjustment, you're going to adjust it in that stage. Yeah. And you're going to make sure that the panel is straight. And then you're going to go into your, you know, your last round of primers. And then you put your last round of primers on, you block it out. It's straight. Then you can go into sealer and then paint. What yeah. is sealer? Sealer is a product you use prior to base coat. It's basically like a primer base coat. So it's thinner than most high builds. Okay. Yeah. It's thinner than high build primer, but it's it's still thicker than base coat. Huh. So it's like the in-between. And it's something that you can do wet on wet with base coat. So you could put down your sealer coats and then you can use your base coat right on top of that. Within, I think, an hour of applying, you can already apply your base coat. Yeah, because like base coat itself is pretty thin. Base coat is thin. It's pretty thin, right? Like it doesn't, can't it doesn't, really hide it anything. doesn't hide anything, right? Base so coat like, is only for color. That is it. You're not yeah. trying to hide sand scratches. You're not trying to do any of that. Right? And like, so like this, this, this sealer, like you said, is slightly thicker than the base coat. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, whatever grit you're taking your, your primer, your high build primer so, I mean, to. I mean, mostly, and that's another thing is like, depending on the color you're spraying is, is what's dependent on what you finish the car in in sandpaper. Right. So if you're doing a car in a really light silver metallic, you're probably going to want to finish it in 600 to 800 grit wet because really? it's such a fine, because what happens is, is the grit that you use will determine the way that the metallics sit on the, on the panel. So if you have a coarse grit finish, it can actually detect lay in like, one of the cracks. It's like and yeah. stand on its edge. It'll oh. change and you the end up getting like modeling looking. Oh, because the metallic's not sitting flat, and if it starts to tip, and it will, it's so it's, crazy. There's a lot right? of what? yeah. There's yeah. a lot of different aspects yeah. to it, and it's uh, so the sealer also eliminates like if you have little sand crews in your bodywork. So then you have dissimilar finishes. Mm -hmm. Like say your initial ground coat is black, and then you use the gray high build. And you have like a black, it's not exposed metal, but it's a it's bit like of a sand like, through through the primer. Yeah. What happens close to edges, little things like that, it happens sometimes. The sealer will eliminate that discolor from showing through your base coat. Oh, I right. see. Right. Because right. that's important. It gives itself, you a solid right? ground coat to put like, your base it's on. It's like one whatever you put your base coat on. You can put your base coat on. Oh, yeah. wow. But you also have to watch out for, because I mean, it's also common for like burn throughs to metal on edges, mm -hmm. especially edges. So if you do burn through on an edge, you want to use an epoxy just to kind of like blend it in and okay. then do like a wet on wet with your sealer on top of that. Cause you can eventually down the road have potential for failure on those spots as well. So there's all these different aspects that go into a paint job and that's why these paint jobs <laughs> cost so much money. So, I mean, that, and that starts to like hearing all that. I mean, it's like, it's like, okay, well, painting is clearly extremely labor intensive. It was very, very expensive. And not for only, all the product alone. Not only that, yeah, the products nowadays the are skill not are required cheap. and like the knowledge to to make the right choices along the, the way. The five hundred dollar paint job. They're gone. They're it long just, gone. And we've, go. <laughs> we've had this discussion so many times, hand over fist, on how does it even make sense for five you can bucks. get a five hundred dollar paint job. Yeah, that blows my mind. I mean I don't like, even think you can because like a lot of the products that we use are so expensive. Like mm -hmm. you can't even buy the product for $500. <laughs> we can't like even a, buy one. Well, I mean, we can get our high bill primer for about 500 bucks. Yeah. And that's like just that's one, one of the stages. That's one layer of it. Yeah. And you start getting blowing. into some of the more exotic stuff. Like we use like a, like a Euro style clear, which is I think $700 a kit. Oh my just God. For a that's for, I think a gallon. A gallon? Well, a I think gallon. that's 1.5 gallons. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so basically like, and for that's, us, like job you can costing, still get higher stuff. Yeah. we're probably almost $5,000 just in product on <laughs> a complete from bare metal. That, okay, that is crazy. Yeah. So it's funny because I've, I've experienced it with uh, people where it's like, oh, how much to paint my hood? And you're like, I don't know, like thousand bucks, 1500-ish in that ballpark, depending mm -hmm. on damage and how much work it requires to do it. And you're like, oh, that much? I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, you know the like product, product, alone, product is, alone is this yeah. much. You know, <laughs> like fuck, I ain't gonna do it product for nothing. Product alone to do a yeah. hood, you know, depends on the amount of work it is. But like, and after the labor and all of that, like you're, you start to also think, is like, is it worth it to even like just do that? Or so you're not even getting as much profit as they would think that you are just for no, that. Yeah, that's, not, that's not with a, today, yeah. most people, most people make that disconnect. Mm -hmm. They feel that like you're ripping them off like you're <laughs> yeah. gouging them because like you know but they're the same guys at the back end that'll 
complain about every single little yeah. thing. Mm. Yeah. I want so to go we just do, we just don't like, even yeah. do those kind of jobs because like that. you know like most people will talk about their negative experience because they only paid so much, and uh, you know so we just don't do it. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Paint is uh, is a crazy thing it's nowadays. So much like. I didn't even know. I mean, I've seen you guys work on the cars and I didn't even know all of this went into it. But what I have seen a lot is the amount of time that you guys put in because it's a lot of time. You yeah. can be sanding one car for weeks and weeks. And I'm it's just like, yeah. of hours. Oh that's, my gosh. That's what makes the paint job what it is though. Mm. So you get to see a lot of painters and they sort of get all the credit for everything. But I would say it's probably 70% the body work mm -hmm. before the paint job because you can put you could have the best paint technique ever but if you're painting on <coughs> body work <laughs> yeah. it's still gonna, it's gonna show paint. through yeah so i mean it's like going all the way through to the end it's and i mean if you're a decent painter you're gonna be you wouldn't paint that no, no. you know what i mean like but there's always going to be that guy that will do it and he doesn't care but mm. if i brought him something that somebody else like he won't even bring something like we won't even do it and he won't put a paint job on something that came from someplace else. Oh, okay. Because, because you don't know what they did. You don't know what they did. You don't know what's going to come and apart. The and then ultimately, else. so he might get all the credit. It's like, oh, but you Brett, also get all Brett's the, a fucking crazy painter. He's fucking awesome. Well. Exactly. But if it comes apart, he's also getting all the <laughs> yeah. And he probably didn't even do it. Yeah. yeah. you can, Yeah. So we just can't risk it for mm -hmm. us. And we just won't do it. Like, mm -hmm. if you don't want to do it properly, then there's people that'll do it. And if you're just trying to flip it or need it to last a few years or you just there's want it all other one people color out there that will there's do other yeah. people that'll do it yeah. but for us we just can't we, mm -hmm. we can't risk it yeah that's so. that's that's very good to know uh because again before even doing my stupid paint job that i use rustoleum but how long has your paint that? job lasted it's oh, still it's, actually lasted. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's, it's I, I'm surprised the paint is still on the car. So, it's still on the car, it. but I I've honestly seen didn't some. expect it to last this long. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty I'm, bad. I'm not gonna lie. I'm shocked. You've been here for how long? <laughs> Over almost a year. <laughs> I'm surprised it's lasted that long. Uh, no, me too. I'm <laughs> as surprised <laughs> as you are. And it's been. <laughs> uh, I remember watching the video of you do it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was so bad. Was like, this guy's painting it with rattle cans. Freaking rattle cans. Yeah. You know what? Like. <laughs> right on but no but even the, sh the, sh the stupid paint job that i did and everything all the terrible steps that i did it still made me appreciate painters mm -hmm. or people that do body work so much more yeah, it's and yeah it's a, a newfound gratitude and so yeah. when i see you guys and i'm like oh gosh that's also doing the same like thing over and over and over again yeah. To your brain, I don't even know what it does. You're like, oh my god! You probably also I think get it's the chase. exhausted. It's it's a chase that. to get that particular car finished. Mm. That's what it is for. I think the driving. Us. I think I could say that like for most of us, like yeah. as in the body paint, it's like you you're just chasing that end product. Mm. So you it's almost get like a driving end, force. You want to see what it looks like when yeah. it's finished. Yeah, right? yeah, and you want it to look the best that it could. So like the single so. most exciting moment, of course, before the final paint job is that first coat of primer yeah when the yeah. car's all one, one color yeah. <laughs> that's what for example it's the porsche yes. right here right behind you this 996 wide yeah. body the miles works wide body like mm -hmm. that car when we first put in the black primer yeah and you just get to sit back and look at it and you you that's, can see it in your uh, head right like that's that creative yeah. part of us where we all strive for that finished product you know and it's like you get to finally see it and you're like wow Satisfaction. It's, it's, it's hard to take yeah. it all in when it's all different colors. Yes. You, got, you have no idea what You got gel like, coat really. and primer on this and yeah. the e-coated panel over here. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, are you sure? Is it and then you yeah. put one coat, one full solid color. And you're like, okay, this makes yeah. sense. So that before. And then the end, of course, that sort of gives you a small window into how cool the car is actually going to look. Mm -hmm. And then that gives you. The little bit of wind in your sails at the end to get it to the end it's like mm -hmm. okay we're almost there let's get it painted and cleared but like that first coat of primer is like that's like the midway point almost mm -hmm. that's when it's like okay there's an end to this but it's a long road man yeah yeah, yeah mad respect man yeah it's, it's not easy to do <laughs> no it's not easy like any one of us could grab some sandpaper and start sanding but it's mm -hmm. yeah you know there's a lot there's a lot of little tips and tricks little Little things along and the way you, that you don't you don't know. 
Yeah, you didn't even talk about like, for example, I've the paint guns and like atomization. Oh, uh, that's and whole, oh, that's yeah. like a whole, that's a whole other, other world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's like a whole other yeah, conversation. Because yeah. uh, some people use like cheap guns and it's like, oh, oh there's a Harbor Freight five, six dollar gun. If you're just trying so. to make it one color, <laughs> knock yourself yeah, out. Ahead. But it's like to the level that we have to do things and what people are expecting, then you have to start chasing those little finite advantages in right. every single level mm -hmm. to get to where you need to go. Plus it becomes a production thing. Yes. Like sure, you can go shoot it with a Harbor Freight gun, knock yourself out and then sit there and wet sand and polish your car for two weeks. That's no problem. But two weeks of shop time is like, what? Well, we're gonna charge That's an extra 15 yeah. grand. That's not worth it. We can't no. do it. So we yeah. have to try to get it as the good as we can straight off the, off the gun yeah. mm -hmm. so that that final stage is cheap. Glorious. Is cheap. Like mm -hmm. it's quick and it's easy. So See, it's like, and, and we've been there before because <laughs> we all started from nothing too, right? Yeah. Like, I, I gotta go with the washroom boys. I'm gonna no, you're good. <laughs> you can keep <laughs> talking. <laughs> Okay, see you soon. I don't think I'll cut this one out. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sorry, you were saying about the the equipment. and Yeah, so I mean, that's the other side of it is once you start to try to streamline the process, because yeah, we have the ability to wet sand and polish every single car and put an extra coat of product on so that we have the ability to do that. But that's another expense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if we can get it off the gun as nice as we can in like two coats and then give it a light wet sand and polish, it saves us money, it saves us time, saves us money. And then you're not building more mill thickness either. So it's like, it's better. Whereas a lot of guys will just shoot clear till it's dripping off the car <laughs> and then wet sand and polish it, which is fine. If you got the time for it and you want to do it, knock yourself out. I mean, but I mean, that's part of your program, right? We don't have that luxury because we got to get it done and get it out. So we have to start. And then anything that gives us an advantage is like, you're essentially investing in yourself. Yes. So you get better tools, you get better things. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. like, constant it's, improvement we were talking about it earlier it never ends like we've been doing this for 20 years and mm -hmm. it's like it seems like we're constantly upgrading and evolving yeah like it's like the stuff we were turning out 20 years ago in the garage was like getting accolades then but now as you within that circle of people and then you move to the next level and then the next and each progressive one you're having to upgrade your equipment your tools and it's like it never ends i don't think it'll ever end wow no because technology is advancing will, right? so fast at the same rate as we're evolving that it's like, I don't think we'll ever get to the end because by the time we get to the next thing, it's time to replace the last thing. And you're just like, Ugh. yeah. And then like, it's like every, every single one of us in, in our shop, I mean, we're all trying to be the best that we can be. Like, I mean, what point is there to do this if we don't try to do that? Yes. And so we're always going to be chasing how do we get better? What's next? What are we working on next to, mm. to get better at what we do? I mean, that's yeah. kind of the point. Because it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because I feel like some, some people might think uh, once you find something, you stick with it. And it's like, right. that's it. Like you're not like moving you see forward. It a lot. It's like, you see it a lot, right? Like it's yeah. like, okay, boom, you just get this, comfortable. This is, this is the, the line that I've, I just finally stepped over the line that I drew, yeah. you know? And, there's and, a lot and this of those is where people. I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. that specialize in little specific things but i don't want to be that guy that's like having a real job <laughs> it just get too repetitive yeah like doing the same thing over, over and, and over, over and again. over again it's mm -hmm. like even if you're doing it something cool it's still repetitive and yeah. that's not what i'm about mm -hmm. no things advance too fast now things are evolving and getting so significantly better with every passing year oh yeah i mean there there's so much potential to 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 evolve to a higher level of standard and it's just you know that's that's what we're shooting right. for man so like we mention it every single time like we're sitting here doing a podcast we have a youtube channel <laughs> we got cnc equipment robots they're like now people have to be like the days of just hanging around the shop with a crescent wrench and a can of beer like no nah. no it's not like that anymore mm. now people got to be smart and they yeah. got to be on it and you got to be prepared to evolve with the industry the otherwise yeah. you're going to get left behind mm. yeah. yep. so those dinosaurs are still out there and there's people that like dealing with them like again we were talking earlier it's like we have customers that deal with different people for different things on different levels of their build like, yeah oh this is good enough for this guy mm. this is good enough for this guy but i need you guys to do this 
And then I joking about it, like, why do I get all the hard shit all the time? Like, I want some of that gravy work <laughs> that you're handing out. Yeah, easy stuff. But yeah. No, but I mean, that's just a testament to what we do is that people feel comfortable enough to like, hey, these guys will figure it out. And yeah. you just stand there like, yeah. oh, regardless no. of how difficult <laughs> it is. Well, so, on to yeah. the next challenge. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so it's like we sort of we've gone over a lot about like how the process of paint goes and you know that's it's all very aesthetic it's corrosion resistant it's it's wonderful ceramic coating like Cerakote it has a lot of those properties too but it's so much faster to apply yeah but it's great for like corrosion resistant your resistance chemical resistance heat all that it's it's like basically a one-stop you know prep shoot and you know put into service kind of thing and powder coat is kind of similar on that level Mm. but it doesn't have the same sort of level of like you know precision that precision chemical resistance it's not good for anything that's going to get hot so don't use it for that what about cost cost on powder coat is the cheapest right the most economical choice there is Mm -hmm. and that's why you choose it for some things Mm. Right. Not everything that is in your project, whatever you're doing, is going to require the most high end finish. You know, sometimes it just needs to to be look good and just be yeah. protected because because powder coat is good for that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put it on anything that's going to have any kind of flexion oh, okay. or, you know, be subject to heat. So you really don't do rigid it. Product. It's what about cost? Like cost difference between powder coat and Cerakote? Is it massive. like double? Or, oh, massive! It's way more. Cerakote's a lot more. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. not an inexpensive product. Mm. And then basically, like, I don't know if even necessarily it's something that you could do at home. Like we're talking Cerakoting? about all this stuff, but we have no, you, a huge amount of. You can do powder coating at home. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, remember in a back toaster in the, oven. Remember yeah. back in the yeah, days yeah. we started out doing it in a toaster oven. Yeah. You can't yeah. do it at home. You I can't do it. Almost at home. Done you it can once. do it in your oven yeah, in your kitchen. Yeah. Don't let your significant find out because it's not a what good are you idea. Baking? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a rim. It's, it's very chemically. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's cheats to everything, and then even that is it's not great. No. So I mean. Yeah, you can do it. And I'm sure you can do Cerakote at home yourself too, but it's not very friendly. It's not a friendly product. Oh, it's a like, horrible chemical smell. Yeah. Brett has a full-on fresh air breathing yeah. system still smell for when he uses yeah, I can still smell oh, Cerakote okay. product. No, no, like, no. I it's mean, intense. like, right now, I can still smell it. <laughs> he's, got P- he's got PTSD. It's lodged yeah. in your brain. Yeah. Remember that yeah. one so time? I'm looking at that frame right there. Oh. It's gold in the glacier. Gold. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, God. I can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's probably not something you should be yeah. doing at home. No. Yeah. And we're very casually speaking about all these processes, but we're lucky enough to have all the proper equipment and yeah. to be able to do it in house. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, we have those options. Well. Like the other side of it is if you're building your project at home, you're going to have to outsource these different things. And then that's a whole different conversation as yes. to where you're going and why you would choose different products. Whereas for us, we basically toggle through these di- three different coatings like in an instant like oh that's hair coat powder coat that paint that and yeah. away we all go <laughs> yeah whereas at home you like to send Cerakote out and because of the process of what it is it's quite expensive mm. even the base product itself is expensive so there's a lot of things that we have the luxury of Cerakoting just because it looks nicer and it's an amazing product but you're probably not going to do it to your normal car because mm-hmm. you can go and powder coat your control arm for if you strip it, prep it, maybe thirty dollars. Oh, that's not bad. But you get him to Cerakote your control arm is going to be two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. Yeah, so I would probably still Cerakote this. <laughs> yeah, I, you, once you, you start to experience would. the product, yeah. I would do. Once you experience the product, you definitely have a new respect for it, and yeah. you'll find things to do with it. But I mean, if you're trying to build something normal, it's going to be expensive. Yes. Like it's, yeah. it builds up fast because it is a process, and if they are methodical about it and they do do it well, it's like it's just not a cheap process whereas yes, powder no. coat is fairly cheap like you can oh. blast it straight to powder coat where you go like you could probably get a rim done for you know get it blasted and powder coat is like 
150 bucks. That's not bad. That's yeah, not bad. that's pretty reasonable. Very, very costly. And it looks great. And, 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 and for what it is, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Perfect. But, but the other cool thing about the Cerakote, again, is like you can do plastics with it. You can do, you can do yeah. plastics with oh, it? Yeah. I, I, well, I experimented what? myself with my own products on my own Ooh, on my own shoot. car. So my truck, for example, I did the whole grill in the burn bronze. Oh. But I also had a lot of failing with it. So I discovered a new routine for myself yeah. that works. And something that seems to be doing out and there holding up throw incredibly. Your gar- grill in the powder coat oven. Oof! Yeah, yeah, yeah go do that's that. happening. Yeah, my Genesis <laughs> or, grill, yeah. or oh, even even, even try to <laughs> sand prep that for paint. Yeah, can you imagine doing that on a C10? Yeah, no. Well, Every- well no, the, that's the other side of it. You know, nobody would do that. No, but you still have to sand it for. Yeah, but coat. you can media blast it, right? I, well, that's the other thing is that something that we've discovered is that you have to be careful sand, yeah. sandblasting the plastic. So you you don't don't take off everything the material has its own procedure. It'll, yeah. <laughs> also, it'll, it'll melt it because it's hot. Because sandblasting does create heat, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So it'll it'll melt it in a really ugly way. Yeah, yeah. At, or it'll break the surface and start tipping up plastic fibers. Right? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And making it hairy. It so. makes it hairy and then you can't get rid of it. Some people might like that. I don't they, know. I don't know. That's, That's a whole look you're into. Itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of European. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast. Yeah. Not, not my bag. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add? I don't know. We're like at hour and 12 minutes no i think we're good if people want to ask and comment on very specific aspects of any one of these mm-hmm. then i mean we can address them in a future one but yeah, yeah. awesome yeah, please with that comment it. yeah comment to ask us some questions like the video if it give, if you liked it uh give it a thumbs up it helps the algorithm a lot uh with that said thank you guys for watching this video our listen to this podcast tune in to us next week it is going to be golden have an amazing day bye thank you